Welcome back to Over Here. My name is Nick Finzer, and today we're talking with a fantastic drummer and percussionist and UNT alum that's University of North Texas, a California native, Connor Kent, who just recently moved to New York uh, to pursue his dreams of becoming a jazz drummer here, and he's doing some great work so far in the short seven months of being in town. Today we had the chance to sit down and have a conversation over Skype, and I'm really excited to share it with you. He's part of a trio called Paragon with Emilio with Emiliano Lasansky and Dan Dickinson, uh, two other young musicians here in town. And their record, Kin, is coming out on Outside in Music, and it's open for pre-order now, so find the links to all that stuff in the description below and also here on the screen. So without further ado, I'm going to jump right into this conversation because it was pretty interesting, and I think you guys are really going to enjoy it. All right, today on the show we have a great drummer, Connor Kent, and his group Paragon has an album coming out in a couple of months. And uh, so thanks for being here today, Connor. We are looking forward to not only the record, but uh, talking with you today. So why don't you give people a little bit of background about who you are, where you're from, and how you got into playing drums? Yeah, um, so my name's Connor Kent. Uh, I'm, I grew up in Tilly, California, in Orange County, just below LA. Um, I was there until I was 18, and then I moved to Denton, Texas, where I attended the University of North Texas. Did my undergrad there, uh, graduated in four years, and then I uh, stayed in the Dallas area um, for another couple years, saving up money to move to New York. So that's where I am now. I've been here since the middle of July. Um, I started playing drums because my dad plays drums, not as a professional musician, but as a hobbyist. So I kind of was always, it's like the classic, like playing on pots and pans, and there's pictures of me sitting on my dad's lap playing drums. So it's that kind of, you know, almost... Uh, cliche story but that's how it started for me so was your dad or mom or anyone in your family musical or was that something that you kind of found on your own well i feel like like my family is all on on both sides they're they're musical kind of underneath the layer you Mm -hmm. know like they're not musicians and they would never ever you know try to be musicians necessarily but they all appreciate good music and they all have like surprisingly good taste in music i feel like sometimes you find out later when you grow up that your parents maybe didn't have a great sense of music or a great taste in music. And I kind of was like, oh, my parents listen to old people music. And then as I grew up, I was like, oh, actually, they listen to great music. And I just wasn't ready for it. So they're not none of them are musicians, but they all have great musical taste, at least. Sure. And so you went to UNT in Denton. What, what drew you there? Because, I mean, you were already kind of near to L.A. What kind of moved you to the middle of the country? Yeah, um, I get that a lot because people that don't know, I mean, people that aren't musicians especially are like, why would you move to Texas after being California? And it was a little bit of a culture shock, but I really, uh, studying with Ed Sof, um, is a drum professor, or was the drum professor at UNT, he just retired last year, um, was, was really what brought me there. And also like, you know, especially as a high schooler, the flash of the one o'clock lab band, um, sure. you know, is like very appealing. And I, I had some friends that that uh, were a year older than me that I went to high school with who had gone to the University of North Texas. And so they had, um, you know, when I was a junior, they were doing their auditions there as seniors and telling me all the great stories about it. And um, and then I ha- there's specifically a, a drummer who lives in New York also. His name is Nolan Bird. We went to high school and UNT together, but he told me specifically, like, Ed Sof is, like, the real deal. And after studying with him for a year, he couldn't recommend it enough. And, um, you know, I heard some stories about some other schools, and I I'd I had started auditioning at other schools, but then I kind of realized that UNT, I kind of put all my all my eggs in one basket, sort of, 
in a dumb way, but it worked out. So, uh, yeah, I went there really to study with Ed Sof. Awesome. So what, what were like the specific, if there is anything specific, well, what, what is, what is it that Ed Sof off brings to the table that none of the other teachers could? Um, well, for me, you can look at his students. Um, I mean, he has, he's, he's one of the, I feel like he's might be one of the last of that generation of, um, players that, really did the New York thing when they were young. Like he was in New York in the seventies. He did the touring big band thing in the sixties when he was in his twenties. And, uh, you know, he did like what most students wish they could do now, you know, to really experience that, like sort of, um, you know, those golden decades of, he was on the very end of that, you know, of, of jazz as far as like, you know, having a, a living playing specific, like only jazz. So he did that, and then he re- like switched gears and like really focused on being a professor. So he was very much like an educator, not just a player who taught some lessons. Sure. So he really like if you look at his students, um, one thing that's uh, consistent with all of them is that he helps you find your thing. You know what I mean? He 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 identifies who you are and then helps you achieve the maximum version of that. So he has students that. Uh, are like Keith Carlock that sound totally different than students that are like Ari Honig, you know? Mm-hmm. And, I mean, he taught, like, Dave Weckl in his, like, formative years. He's taught the drummer for, like, Marilyn Manson and for Rascal Flatts. You know what I mean? So the, he, he doesn't teach you how to play, like, here's how to play, like, Ed Sof, the jazz drummer. He teaches you how to be the most musical version of yourself. So that's what was super appealing to me because I really love playing jazz and I really love this music but there's other things that interest me just as much and I knew studying with him wouldn't be like here's how to be a bebop Nazi you know it would be like how how do you want to play and let's achieve the best version of that awesome so then what drew you to New York what was was there a certain experience or some certain music or people that drew you here um I mean it's kind of an overall thing uh just in the same way that I sometimes people don't like pick you know, like, I don't know if you picked trombone, but there's at some point something drew you to that, right? Sure. So it's kind of the same thing with, with moving here. It's kind of, I, I, most of my favorite musicians lived here or have lived here. So where most, like a lot of my favorite records were made. It's just, there's something about the history of this city with like jazz specifically that it wasn't even really a, maybe I'll move to New York one day. It was kind of like, yeah, I'm going to finish my degree and then I'm going to go to New York. It's just, that's kind of what was in my head mm-hmm. and now i'm doing that which is great it's so, a lot harder than i than i expected it to be but it's worth it yeah wh- how do you how so why do you think it's harder than what you thought well uh it's just a it's like another con- uh, culture shock i went from california to texas which is halfway across the country and then now the other halfway and um living living in california was you know from 18 and younger so i was still relying on my parents so i didn't really have to live there but uh, I'm used to that. Like you, you drive everywhere. Um, things are more laid back, just more relaxed in general. Then when I was living on my own in Texas, it's like very affordable there, super affordable, um, cheap rent, and like there's a lot of work to go around. It's a lot of money in Texas, um, more so than than LA. You know, as far as like the whole economy goes. You know, people are more willing to spend money on entertainment and having live bands in Dallas than they are in in Orange County. So. Um, there's just, you know, like a, a really good, uh, healthy, thriving music community in, in Denton and Dallas. And I mean, all of Texas, really. Um, 
And then it's also kind of laid back. You drive everywhere. You're really in control. And in New York, you're not in control at all. <laughs> not I mean, at all. Public transportation is constantly like making you late, you know, and which is, you know, it's like when I first moved here, I was like really worried about getting or er, being early everywhere. And then I realized everybody else was late and everyone's just used to that. And that's just how it is, you know, so that's kind of crazy. But yeah, I mean, it's just it's a, it's an exhausting place. You know, everything is more expensive. Everything uh, is harder to get to. You know, if you really don't, you know, if, if you're friends with people in Brooklyn, you know, and you live in, in Washington Heights where I do, which is the top of Manhattan, you know, it's like you really need to plan out hanging. Nothing is, I mean, nothing is really spontaneous as far as just meeting people except for at shows. You know, I always see friends at, at various, you know, concerts and stuff. But yeah, you know, overall, it's just like a very different experience. However, you know, the music here, you can see any night of the week is just like you're seeing your heroes and you're just legendary people all the time. So that's totally. kind of the, the yin and yang. It makes it worth it. Right. Awesome. So let's kind of shift gears and kind of move into talking about this record and this project a little bit. Could you, from your perspective, tell us a little bit about how you and Dan and Emiliano met and how you formed a concept of a band? Yeah. Um, well, Emiliano um, had met Dan um, at the Betty Carter Jazz Ahead, I think, last year or two years ago. Um, and Emiliano moved to New York the same um same, I think he moved in July, the same month I did. So he's been here for, I don't know, seven months or so. Um, Dan, Dan has been finishing, or starting his second year of his master's this year. So he's going to finish his master's at Manhattan School of Music. So he was already here. And then he knew me, uh, Dan knew me through, um, we had done the Disney All-American College Band um, in California a year apart. And one of my mutual friends was the, the TA. It's like every year one person comes back for the following year. Mm-hmm. And since I live in Southern California, or I used to, I go back in the summer to visit my family and I usually will end up meeting some of the people in the Disney band just because I have friends from North Texas that are in it and we always hang when I'm back. So I met him through that and then we had done, um, we had done a, like a Disney band reunion thing. I think it was the following summer or after that. So maybe two summers after I did it. Yeah, I think in 2015. And then um, we had done some like random um, touring big band gigs in the South, um, he played in this band called the Equinox or- Orchestra, which is based out of Savannah, Georgia. And they had co- they were coming through Louisiana, and their normal drummer couldn't make it. So um, I was recommended by whoever they called in Dallas to play. So I went to Louisiana, and, and he happened to be on it, Dan was. So we had kind of all, you know, Dan was sort of the mastermind behind putting this whole trio together. Um, but he knew both of us from totally separate experiences, and we both moved here at the same time. So luckily enough, he's like, you know, I think, I think you know, he approached me saying, like, you know, there's this bass player that just moved here that I did Betty Carter with. I think you'd really enjoy playing with him. I think you guys would fit really well together. Um, you know, the pro- Emilio's a terrible hang and is, you know, awful to deal with. So, no. <laughs> he's, he's super, super great. So, from the moment we met, it was immediately, like, a great hang, like, really good vibes. And musically, like, on, on a similar enough page to where we got what each other was doing, but still different enough to where, like, I can show him some new things, he can show me some new things, like records, when we're just listening and hanging out. So, immediately, we had, like, a nice friendship between the three of us. And then we started playing uh, as a trio under Dan's name. And then eventually it evolved into all of us, you know, Dan or Emiliano started bringing in some tunes. And then um, he brought in one tune in particular called uh, Cosmoscapes. It was called Cosmoscapes number two at the time. And, and I asked him, like, what's, like, Dan's like, what's with the name? How come there's no Cosmoscapes one? And, you know, Emiliano was like, well, it's after, I think it's his grandfather's, one of his grandfather's paintings. So he said that eventually he wants to do 
you know, to write music to this whole series. And I was like, oh, that'd be a great idea for a recording project. We should record like a little EP. And at the time, I had been recording our rehearsals in my apartment here just with, you know, I have like a handful of mics and an audio interface. So we were just recording like sort of demos just to like listen back to, you know, our tunes and stuff and maybe use them for booking at some point. But and for me, just to practice recording. And sure. so I was thinking like, hey, we should just, you know, like crank out these tunes and like we'll record it in my apartment and just put like a little, you know, dinky EP out there, like a little amateur EP. And mm-hmm. he's like, oh, it's funny you say that we should record. I just got an email from my friend Nick Finzer. And so that's kind of when this whole project started. Sure. Yeah. So what, what is there any bands or band or bands or musicians that you guys kind of look up to as a group or not? Maybe look up to is the wrong word. Maybe draw influence from in terms of like orchestrating trio music with no chords. Um, yeah. And I, I think what something that's interesting about that is that I think we all kind of we all draw from like very I mean, we all have like a shared background of music that we've all listened to and all enjoy. Um, but we all have like a pretty varied some varied interests also. So, um, you know, Dan is coming from, you know, I'm not going to speak for him, but in my experience, he's coming from like a, a much more, um, a, a, more of a composer's viewpoint a lot of times versus just a saxophonist or a jazz saxophonist. You know, he's, he's like really well versed in his doubles. He knows classical music. He knows hymns. He knows musical theater. Like he's very, just a very adept musician and composer. So, um, I think his approach is much more, you know, um, it's coming from like a, a different place than Emiliano and I in like a, um, I don't know, just like a more, um, I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say, but he, he's just got, you know, like he's got that background more than Emiliano and I do. So it affects his, his writing. Sure. Um, Emiliano is also a, a great writer, but I don't think he's coming at it from such like a, maybe like an orchestrated point of view. Mm. Um, his, I feel like his stuff is more like contrapuntal and that's kind of what I was going for also is a little bit because when you only have two mostly single note voices, I mean, you know, Emiliano can play two or three note, you know, chords occasionally, but you know, can't do a whole song like that. Sure. Um, so, you know, he's, his stuff is, I don't know. It's, it's interesting, but it's like very distinct is I guess what the point I'm trying to make is that they're both very distinct, but it all, it all fits together. Um, I think my influence is, is just trying to get something good down because I'm still <laughs> relatively relatively new to, to writing to a group like this with no chords. So it's, everything is much more exposed and much more contrapuntal when you're just working with two melodic voices, basically. So, um, yeah, I kind of came from more of a... We already had like a lot of modern, a lot of modern music, a lot of modern, like more modern jazz straight eighth feels, you know, more static harmony, stuff like that. Um, so I kind of wanted to do something with some changes, you know, just because, you know, Emiliano and, and Dan sound really good on on that, as well as doing a, a more modern a thing. So, um, but yeah, I mean, uh, groups we draw influence from, I know that before we recorded, I was checking out a lot of Fly Trio, Mark Turner, um, a lot of the stuff with... Um, um, I'm blanking on his name with it's the uh, shoot Kenny Garrett uh, Kenny Garrett he has a couple uh, sax trio records yep. um, and then some other stuff like with Abstract Cohen like just trumpet trio mm-hmm. records just for this stuff in general and then also I'm really into I love the bad plus so sure. sometimes I mean obviously it's, it's a piano but either Ethan Iverson or Orrin Evans but 
you know, um, just like that kind of modern approach of, or like they're they're playing jazz spirited music that isn't traditional jazz. You know, it's like coming from a lot of influences that I kind of identify with as well. Sure, but yeah, that's great, man. So, how about could you tell us a little bit about you know if somebody doesn't know who you guys are, like why should they check out your record? Uh, they should check us out um, because first of all, we're going to be released on Outside In Music, which has a reputation <laughs> for putting out great music. <laughs> Um, but you know, uh, because we're three young, hungry musicians that are, that are doing it, you know, there's no better thing to support than people that are going for what they want, you know? Mm Um, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, I think it's really interesting music. I think this record in particular is a really great mix of a lot of different stuff. You know, it's, it's not just, it's not just a straight ahead record. It's not just a spacey avant-garde thing, but it's got little bits of everything and you can hear um i feel like you can hear you know when you listen to this record i think you can hear three hungry young musicians that are that are that are just going for it you know um and i think that's like important to listen to you know it's not you know like when you listen to like a lot of our favorite records have you know uh you know herbie when he's 20 years old on it or tony when he's 18 years old on it you know there's there's something about that that i think is special even if it's not polished even if it's even if, you know, there's, there's certainly like some imperfections in the record that I think make it very human. And, you know, I think that's really important to listen to, um, more so than something that's extremely polished, you know, just for different reasons. But yeah, I think this is a, it's going to be a great record, but just more importantly, this trio, it's like, you know, uh, I think our personalities come out in a cool, like we're all cool people, normal people that, that I think anybody would want to be friends with, you know, like, sure. it's, yeah, like yeah. it's just like a, it's, I think it's a, um, you should check it out. Check us out because we're we're uh, putting out good music, you know, and just trying to do our thing. Yeah. So, why don't you take a second and tell us, you know, some of the other things that you're working on right now, other people you're playing with, and the best place for people to get in touch with you and get the record. Okay. Um, yeah, I play with a guitarist in in New York. He's based in Brooklyn. His name is Horace Bray. Um, we do, I, uh, I play with him on his, his more like instrumental jazz fusion-y kind of stuff. And also more recently his singer songwriter project. Um, we just did a thing at Rockwood a couple weeks ago. I'm not sure when the next one's going to be, um, but playing with him, you can, uh, find him at horsebray.music on Instagram. Um, I play, uh, occasionally with, uh, Grace Kelly, great saxophonist. Um, she's based out of Queens, but New York, um, I, sub for her normal drummer because uh, he's always on tour uh, doing really cool things. He's usually on tour with Manhattan Transfer. Um, but uh, yeah, I play with her occasionally. Um, you can find her, I think, at GK Music on Instagram. Um, and then uh, working with Paragon, which is you know Dan and Emiliano and, and a bunch of other kind of random little things, as, as you know, is like common in New York. It's just, you know, you're constantly doing new things with new people, which is great. Um, I also still have a handful of projects in Texas that I'm a part of. Um, cool. One record that's coming out uh, soon, I think in the next couple months. Um, and they'll be doing a tour, actually, with their new drummer in Texas up through New York, I think in May. But it's a group called Four Now. Um, that's uh, uh, this singer, vocalist, composer, Isabel Crespo. She writes really, really interesting music. Um, it's got horns and um, strings and all kinds of cool stuff on that album. Nice. Um, I think that's at, at four now. 
band or for now music um, on Instagram and you know just all kinds of random stuff but you can catch me um, you can find me at, at Connor Kent on Instagram or find me on Facebook Connor Kent C-O-N-N-O-R not E-R and um, yeah I hope to meet you soon awesome well the uh, the record is available to, for pre-order through May and so we're excited uh, to get that out uh, pretty pretty soon and so thanks Connor for being here and chatting a little bit today taking some time to uh, share your life story oh yeah thanks for having me Nick appreciate it of course alright man well we will talk to you soon and thanks again so that's Connor Kent a great drummer and great guy a member of Paragon their album Kin will be out in just a few weeks it's in pre-order now so make sure you go and check those things out check out his instagram and all the people that he mentioned at the end of the interview lots of cool musicians that he is playing with and please if you haven't already check out the pre-order and help these guys you know realize their dreams of putting out their first album and it'll be the first of many 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 to come for all of them i am sure so I'm very thankful that they were able to come to Outside In Music and make their first record. It's an honor to be able to help them out and get their music out into the world. So as always, thanks for being here. If you haven't subscribed yet, please do because there's new interviews, new live concerts up here on the YouTube channel, on the podcast channel, everywhere. Uh, Tell a friend about Outside In Music, anyone that you know that loves jazz and creative music making. We're trying to get the word out. Lots of cool things are coming down the pike, so you want to be around and know when those things are happening. So subscribe and tell a friend. Thank you guys so much for being here. We're really glad you could take some time to listen and or watch. And we'll be back again soon with another interview.